Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. Hello, I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. Well, with hockey season concluding, I thought it'd be great to uh, bring on Mr. BC head coach of men's hockey, Jerry York, as we take a look at his career, his life, a very exciting podcast. We went all the way back to how he started playing hockey, the other sports he liked growing up, and talked about his career at Clarkson, Bowling Green, and now at Boston College, as well as what he envisions for the future of the program. So it was a very great podcast. First, I'd like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you need to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. Just go to bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up and get more details. Also, first, let's hear from Chestnut Hill Technologies and Stone Lemon Pizza, and then go right into the podcast with Jerry York. If you'd like to advertise on this podcast, just email lights, camera, sports, ads, ads, at gmail.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! Hello and welcome back once again to the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. Well, you know, the hockey season's over. I thought it'd be a great time to uh, get Mr. BC involved here with the podcast. Lights, Camera, Sports, BC High, Class of 1963. Graduate of Boston College, 1967. I think you might know who I'm talking about, everybody. That's right. We have the head coach of men's hockey on Jerry York, NCAA's all-time winnings activist coach. Coach York, thank you once again for joining us here on the podcast. Hey, Michael. Glad to be uh, on the podcast. I've listened to some of your uh, previous ones and you do a great job, but we expect that from a Boston College graduate. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And Coach York, it's, you know, doing research for this podcast is kind of with you. It's tough to know where to begin, but if you don't mind, let's just take it back. Growing up in uh, Watertown, was hockey always your number one sport? Did you play any other sports growing up? How did it all come into play for you? Well, it was interesting. Uh, you look back, I grew up in Watertown. I was one of 10 children, and my father was a physician, and back then, uh, of course, all the, the offices right in the home. So, you know, the first floor was the doctor's office, and we lived in the, uh, you know, second and third floor. And, of course, the doorbell would ring at all times of the night because everybody knew where the docs lived then. Uh, so it was interesting, uh, especially with 10, 10 children in the family. So uh, we all gravitated towards sports, and uh, I thought I was a great baseball player. It's, I was devoted to... Uh, you know, through Little League and CYO Baseball. And of eighth grade, uh, I wanted to be a shortstop for the Red Sox. So that, that was my first ambition. And, uh, 
but the curveball was my demise as I went through. <laughs> so, uh, but then I went to uh, BC High, and you know my older brother was there, and my younger brother was soon to follow. So, uh, the Jesuits were kind of a big influence on our family. Uh, my dad had gone to Georgetown, and uh, actually was a physician uh, for the Boston College community. Uh, Either at St. Mary's when he had to go there, or uh, most up to Weston, where there was a big Jesuit uh, residence at that point. But uh, at BCI, I uh, played baseball and hockey, but certainly hockey was my first love once I got to High and I really enjoyed it. We had a Jesuit priest that never could learn how to skate, did all the coaching from the Bench and it might have been my best, one of my best coaches. Uh, <laughs> so I really enjoyed him, Father Paul, and he was terrific. Uh, and we played in the old Boston City League then, which was Boston Latin and Boston English. And uh, you know, what is now Matthews Arena? We played in uh, that was just called the Boston Arena. So it was a lot of fun in high school for sure. And just take us back to that time at BC High. Was there a moment when you were playing hockey and you're like, wow, you know, I I want to play in college and. Uh, just take us back to those moments, game by game, at BC High, and then kind of set your foundation. You know, uh, back then I thought I was a little bit better than I really was, and uh, you know, the only co- college coaches that contacted me were uh, Bowden and Middlebury, and okay. uh, so you know, and of course I was always going over to BC to watch the games, and I said to Father Paul, and I said, you know, I'd love to go to BC, and. And he said, well, let me make a call over to Coach Kelly. And uh, sure enough, one uh, afternoon, he, uh, Father met me at BC, and we went into Coach's office, and he explained, uh, you know, that how hard it would be for me, and uh, but there'd be a spot on the freshman team, but, you know, certainly no scholarship. Uh, and it was kind of a challenge for me. I could go to, you know, one of the, you know, real good schools in Middlebury, you know, Bowden, and play Division Three hockey, and, and probably – you know, have confidence I was going to play there. I could take a real gamble and I tried to make Coach Kelly's team. And uh, a lot of that, I did that. And they gave me a great chance. And, you know, just through, uh, you know, some actually luck. Uh, I was made the varsity, but I was my sophomore year. I was on the, you know, the taxi squad kind of practicing every day. And, and we had a rash of injuries. And all of a sudden, I'm playing with John Conniff, who was, you know, one of our all-time best players ever at BC. And, it kind of made it easy for me to transition, and I got hot for a few games, and uh, all of a sudden I found myself uh, playing there as sophomore, junior, senior year. And, uh, so I got a break because of injuries. Actually, our captain, Ed Downs, was, went down with a sh- bad shoulder. I remember distinctly and got a chance to play, and I really uh, enjoyed BC. Uh, you know, at that time, we went to national championships. Uh, it was on college campuses. It was at Brown and... Well, we upset North Dakota in the first game my sophomore year, and but then Michigan Tech uh, beat us for the championship, and uh, so we never got that national title as a player. So that was disappointing. And coach, just talking about your life outside of hockey at, when you were playing at BC, I also heard you met your wife during your time at BC. So just what was it like? Take us back in the heights in the mid '60s. Yeah, it was a terrific. Mostly uh, a lot of uh, commuting uh, students. Uh, you know, not many. Uh, dormitory, so you know I commuted from Watertown, and uh, you know my wife now, uh, uh, Roberto O'Brien, we call Bobby, but she was from West Roxbury, and she came from a long lineage of uh, BC people. Actually, her father was a attorney in town and became the 
president of our alumni association for a number of years. Uh, uh, met her, you know, uh, so awful fortunate. I got a great college uh, diploma and married a wonderful lady. So I felt pretty good about that. There you go. All right, Coach. So take us back now to as we progress now. The time when you're getting ready to graduate BC. Did you know you wanted to get in coaching? How, how did that all work? And uh, leading up to the, your time at Clarkson. You know, Michael, I was going to be a lawyer. I was uh, taking LSATs and uh, prepping to go to law school. And, and you know, the course of service got involved. And uh, right after the graduation, I had a chance to travel for the uh, U.S. Olympic team, uh, the 68 Olympic team. So uh, actually, I went to uh, lived in Minneapolis for a year. And at that time, you know, I joined the, uh, the Olympic coach, got me involved with the reservice, uh, U.S. Army Reserves, so I could I joined there and get a uh, go on what called uh, TDY, a, a exception to play in the Olympic team, and uh, but it never worked out that way. Uh, you know, I, I spent the whole year in Minneapolis and with about maybe three weeks left before the final team, uh, I did not make it. So uh, at that point, it was you know late, it was late Jan- middle of January. Then I went down to uh, fulfill my army obligation. Or, of all places, Fort Polk, Louisiana. Wow. But training there and then over to Fort Sam Houston in Texas. So, uh, but at that time I was saying, you know, I kind of like hockey, you know, and I says, maybe I'll give that a whirl. So I came back to BC in the, when I finished the uh, training and the coach Kelly said, there's an opening here for a graduate assistant where I work, uh, you know, in the intramurals, help out organize different uh, games and, you know, soccer leagues and, basketball leagues or hockey leagues and then qualify for free tuition and get a master's in education. So I jumped with that chance and uh, that led to a phone call from Len Sigarski up at Clarkson that you know, he had an opening up there as a freshman coach. So I uh, got my master's that uh, my uh, fiance at that time. Let's give it a try for a couple of years if we like it. So, uh, <laughs> So you, you went up to Clarkson. Kind of you went up to Clarkson. What was that like? Obviously, a different type of environment compared to BC. You know, close to the city of Boston, Clarkson, uh, a whole different atmosphere. Coming as a young assistant, <laughs> it took a lot of convincing for my. I mean, with uh, Bobby's mom and dad, so my father, father-in-law, mother-in-law, got to take their daughter and take up the, the border of Canada and a, a town of, or well, maybe three thousand people. So uh, that was. Uh, a job in <laughs> itself, but we really enjoyed that part. Tim, we spent two years there as an assistant coach, and uh, you know, I didn't like hockey, so I said, "I'll give us a whirl." And, and you know, a month after I said that, you know, Lenny takes a job at BC. Uh, the athletic director calls me and says, "Hey, we'd like you to be the head coach here." You know, I'm Mike, 27 at that time, and uh, you know, a lot of our players were 22, 23, uh, uh, so it was a uh, you know, a situation where I never thought he'd offer me the job, and he did, and I took it. And uh, you know, I spent uh, seven seven more years there as the head coach. And so Lenny coming to BC opened up that spot, and I was in the right place at the right time. Yeah, you, you very successful time, 1972 to uh, 1979 as a head coach at Clarkson. And then 1979, not all many people know this, you went to Bowling Green, a head coach there, where you won a national championship at Bowling Green. Just talk about that, that time and you that period of li- uh, time in your life. That was that was kind of interesting. You know, at, at Claxton, we recruited a, a young uh, 
Canadian boy named David Taylor that went on to become a Hall of Fame NHL uh, longtime captain of the Los Angeles Kings. And, you know, players like that really helped me elevate, you know, my status and the team status. And uh, we played Bowling Green one weekend that that year. And sure enough, Ron Mason and myself both uh, were asked to come out to Michigan State to interview for the head job at Michigan State. Emil Bassoni at that time had just retired. Uh, the job ultimately went to Ron Mason, who was the coach at Bowling Green. The Bowling Green athletic director called the Michigan State athletic director and said, hey, save you a lot of work. Who are you? You know, five, two finalists. And he says, you know, I mentioned them. And he says, hey, well, I met Jerry when he came out here for the, the play this past October. So he called me and, you know, it was a really a, a neat, neat guy, and he convinced me that Bowling Green would be a step from a small, you know, private school to a larger, uh, you know, public university, uh, you know, play Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, and uh, I kind of took a challenge, you know, liked it, and so spent 15 years there, and really, really enjoyed that part of the country. Yeah, that's another interest here. Boston kid, BC High. So now you go from upstate New York to Ohio too. So it's a, it's a whole different another part of the region. Yeah, and again, that's all my family's here. Is if you're gonna move, you know, we move close to the Boston. You know, we're tired of driving up the Claxton to see you. But now, you know, Bowling Green, nobody's gonna get out to see you. So, uh, but I just thought it was a the right environment. And I, Bowling Green was just really starting to come as a national power. And I thought. The facilities, the league, I had a chance to, you know, recruit top-notch players there. And, uh, you know, Roddy Mason did a great job there setting the stage. And uh, so it helped us, uh, you know, recruit players and, and get a national championship there at the, at the Heartland. And then, yeah, and then, and then fast-forwarding, Coach, now we go to 1994. And tell our listeners who might not know your your situation there. We're coming to B.C., with Mike Milbury leaving quickly and then you coming on board uh, later on, that's was it the summertime, exactly? Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! You know, it was really an interesting dynamic. You know, I, I got entrenched in Bowling Green, and, you know, 15 years is a long time. You raised a family, and, you, uh, you know, because I initially thought, yeah, I love to coach at BC. And uh, actually, when I was at Clarkson, when they interviewed Lenny, they also interviewed me. Bill Flynn brought me down, and, and ultimately said to me that, you know, Jerry, we're going to hire Lenny. You just didn't have enough, you know, experience and a little too young for this job. And I said, I will probably agree with you, Bill. And uh, now fast forward, like you said, the late 15 years of Bowling Green. And, you know, the BC job had, had opened. Uh, I thought I was involved in it. And 
ultimately gave the job to Steve Sinichuk, who you know deserved it. He was a long-time assistant and did a great job there. And uh, so now two years go by, and Jack Klatchek wants to make a change. I said, "Geez, a bad chance to go back to BC now." And, uh, and Chad interviewed me, came out, talked with me, and uh, you know, bang, they hired Mike Milbury. Uh, you know, it was certainly former Bruins coach and. Uh, you know, very popular figure in New England. So I thought, well, that's, you know, that's my chance now. I'm certainly not going to come back to BC. And, you know, I was disappointed, but, you know, I had a nice situation. And a month goes by, and all of a sudden, Mike decides to go back to the Islanders. And uh, that's how it all started. And they came in in June. I remember sitting, uh, Michael, with Father Moan late at night. It must have been 10 o'clock in the, where the president's uh, uh, house was. Uh, up on College Road there in St. Patolfo. Uh, and, you know, he was it was terrific. He was asking me different questions and, you know, said, we, we want to win here. We want to win the right way. And uh, we talked, you know, a variety of subjects, but mostly about, you know, BC hockey. and But also about, you know, you know the education of BC and how, how you know, you know, how I could enhance it through the student athlete and, uh, off me the job late at night, so I absolutely took it very quickly, and uh, and I got back to BC, uh, house hunted, and got settled in '94. Yeah, that's that's and what a run it's been, Coach. 2001 NCA National Champions, 2008, 2010, 2012. I graduated in 2008, and I remember there was a bunch of finals appearances in that stretch between 01 and 08 as well. Uh, Frozen Fours seems like every other year almost. Just talk about though those early years, the mid '90s leading up to 2001. What it took to kind of get the program grow going under your your in your whole mindset as a program. Well, I, I thought that was a terrific job. I thought you know even though we were we were down a little bit when I came, uh, we had a history of success. Uh, everything was in place, and you know, it wasn't like it was turn up. Hey, let's bring success to BC. Uh, yeah. So, so Shelley had done that. Lenny Siglaski had done that. Uh, so it was well entrenched, you know, the dynamics. And hockey is such an important fabric uh, throughout New England and throughout, you know, the uh, schools like BC, BU, Northeastern, Harvard. Uh, you know, it's been, turn of the century, we've all had teams. And uh, it was tough the first couple of years. I was looking one time and cause Dick Humility was retiring and up at New Hampshire, and I said, Dick, remember that first year you came out in 94, you beat us 10 to nothing. No, 10 to 1, I think, right here, you know, Conti, and the next year we went up to Durham, and you beat us 11 to 1, and so those are tough years. Uh, but we kind of persevered through it and uh, really worked hard at recruiting. Scott Pollock was my first hire, and he did a great job, and we brought some players in that resulted in... Uh, you know, 12 frozen fours. Uh, we're very, very excited about that. And, uh, but that first couple of years, uh, you know, getting the kids to work hard and believe in themselves. And uh, then John came and Marty Reasoner came. And, you know, we've had some unbelievable players uh, that, you know, you don't win with exercise. I always kid uh, to our staff to win more with, you know, Jimmy's and Joe's and, and those type of players. And we had a ton of them. And, uh, so I felt really good about that run. And, now we're getting back to that point too, so I kind of like it. Coach, was there a player uh, you mentioned, Gianta? Was there when in those mid nineties where you're like, okay, wow, we can really build off this? Was there a moment for you in that time period, or was it more just a gradual effect? 
Well, I just thought that that stretch, 98, uh, you know, Johnson's a freshman, and we go to uh, four straight fours and fours, and come with an eyelash for winning all four of them. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I think that, you know, mighty reason, uh, Brian Johnson or Mike Model, uh, you know, Scott Clements was a rock and go. Uh, those are kind of the, you know, Blake Belfair, a number of Jeff Farkas are, they kind of really solidified us as a national power and brought us back to relevance on the national scale. Coach, I'd like to note that 2001 National Championship. What sticks out to you in that? And finally, you mentioned getting over the hump. That must have been, I can imagine, winning at, your, at BC, the first one, uh, very special for you. Yeah, I think uh, looking back at it, uh, I remember winning a National Championship at Bowling Green, and Bob Johnson was was my mentor, really, the coach of Wisconsin, and went on to win a Stanley Cup at, with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh they talked about, you know, when you want to win one, you know, you got to understand that, you know, look at it and dissect it and, you know, what what led to it. You know, was it, you know, our team chemistry? Was it the drills you did? Was it the, you know, your system of play? And, and just kind of keep that in the back of your mind because that's going to let you win more of them. So I just thought we had a, a great understanding of what it would take to win and we were knocking at the door there, 98, 99, 2000. Uh, and then 2001, uh, we just had a great resolve, our team. Uh, and the ability to, you know, play North Dakota back-to-back, you know, losing to them in 2000, coming back and beating them in 2001. Uh, you know, we, we flat-out deserved it, but, you know, there's a lot of luck involved, too, which way the puck bounces. But once we get that first one on BC... Boy, it just gave us all the impetus. Let's go win some more. And no question about it, Coach. I'm interesting to get. I'm not as familiar with the recruiting cycle for college hockey in terms of the calendar year. How, how does that work? And how do, I know there's a lot of elements to it, but what's the for fans who might not know the whole recruiting schedule and getting players to BC? Uh, how does it happen logistically wise? Well, it's just changed and it's evolved uh, to a situation now where, and it's all the sports. It's uh, younger players selecting schools, you know, 14-year-old players, uh, 15-year-old players. Hey, here's where I want to go to school. And then, sure enough, in, in two years, they change their mind and go to another school. Uh, uh, so it's, it's really a, a crazy situation. Uh, we have a national letter that players signed, you know, early in their senior year. Uh, but now it's through peer pressure, through parental influence. It just seems like, you know, it's everything's rushed now. And uh, so it's we've, we've never really get a home visit anymore. It's just a, you know, it's a campus visit from a young, young player. And uh, we, we've noticed that it's, you know, at least with us, players pick schools and change their mind. And uh, so it's been difficult. But I think we try to impress upon the player if he comes to B.C., He's got to, you know, reach his ultimate uh, destination hockey-wise. If he wants to, you know, play the National Hockey League, if he comes to Boston College, you'll have the chance to reach his full potential. Now, there's no guarantee. Uh, but we also say if you come to BC, you're going to get an education that's world-famous, and you're going to reach your potential academically. And then as a person, we, we want him to, you know, really be a better person as he goes through Boston College. So... Those are probably the three paths that we talk about an awful lot. Uh, and, you know, 
with facilities and the family atmosphere in BC. It's uh, you know it's we have a lot of pluses. Now we go against schools that have a lot of pluses. You know Michigan, Notre Dame, uh, Minnesota, North Dakota, uh, locally BU, New Hampshire. Uh, you know a number of schools. So, but we want to try to get the right fit for BC. And uh, you know it's 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 not easy. It, it's not hard. It's kind of like you know you got to make the most of it. And, uh, you know, so I don't think it's hard for us to get a player here, but I don't think it's easy for us to get a player here. Uh, so it's a combination of, hey, let's identify and let's work real hard and get the right fit here, Mike. Coach, where can I sign up? Can I come back to school? I'm ready to go <laughs> after that pitch. Um, <laughs> you know, and I know I've talked to Al Skinner a number of times over the past uh, few years since he's been gone, and he's always raved about his experience here and one of those managers he had there. <laughs> you were the one who was talking about, Mike. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I wish I always tell people, you know, I wish you get a couple more years back at BC. No doubt about it. Coach, last couple minutes here. Just want to check, you know, I, I'm you're get, I'm interested. You think of Jerry York, you think of Jack Parker. I'd like to get your thoughts on him and take our listeners into a a game day with Jack Parker, say a bean pot final. What is that like? What is that atmosphere like leading up to the game and Going against him and the BU Terriers at the Garden on that Monday night B pot final. Well, you know he's, he's been going for three years now. So, uh, you know, Coach Quinn has come in there and done a great job at BU. And, uh, but there was a stretch there where, you know, Jack and I were, you know, I think twenty-one years going against each other, and uh, he, he was a phenomenal coach. Uh, did a, you know, an incredible job with the Terriers, and was always a uh, you know, a challenge for us. He had good players, a good system, and it's an unbelievable rivalry, I think, between the two Commonwealth Avenue schools. Uh, and you would win one, they'd win one, and that's how rivalries uh, start and, and, and stay. Uh, so I think it's, we're just about dead even with Jack and ourselves here and won big games, lost big games. and uh, But you need rivals, and I think that really helps our, our team grow and you know, whether it's Alabama or Auburn in football or, you know, uh, basketball. Or hopefully it's going to be BC and Duke pretty soon as rivals. But you need that one rival that uh, pushes you and you push them. And uh, But it was a lot of fun going against Jack, that's for sure. And just take us now to the current time. What are your thoughts on uh, the Hockey East Conference, where it is? And on one school I'd like to get your thoughts on, too. I grew up in the Connecticut area, Mike Cavanaugh. What's your thoughts on UConn and their potential? To grow, especially in, in also in hockey East as as a whole conference. Well, I think UConn was a great addition to our team. Uh, uh, now, for Mike's uh, you know situation at UConn, the only thing that's holding them back uh, is a brand new rink on campus. So if, if once they solve that, they're going to be uh, a national power. But uh, even without that, you know uh, they've done an excellent job. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Mike was excellent here and. Uh, you know, he's hired Brendan Buckley as his assistant, who was a you know really good defenseman here with us, and so they're well on the way to uh, challenge all of us. Uh, but he, he needs a rink, and hopefully UConn understands that and uh, builds a new rink there. As far as the league, Mike, we need another team. I'm convinced that we're at 11. We need a 12th team. Now it's going to be a good team to fit in, you know, geographically, and but there's a void now that Notre Dame's left us as far as you know. Who you play, uh, 
some teams play three times each other, some teams play twice. Uh, so it's a little bit of a vacuum for us. So but we need that. Uh, you know, we're all disappointed. None of us were in the Frozen Four this year from Hockey East, and that's going to rectify itself. I think we're well on our way to getting back there. Uh, you know, we lost those seven players to the pros uh, two years ago, and, you know, it, it kind of took away a lot of our balance of our classes. Because some were like Woody was a freshman, or Woody was a sophomore, and uh, you know we. So, but I think we're back to get a balance. Next year we'll have four full classes, so we'll be back, and I hope the challenge for fours and fours again. Do you like the schedule too of hockey? Of how you know I always find it interesting. You play a lot of weekends, uh, very very few weekdays, and then you have that big uh, gap at Christmas time, and then it goes all the way to you know the Frozen Four. Wraps up just now in April. Do you like that whole progression of the college hockey schedule? It's very unique. Yeah, I do because I like uh, you know really we could play some non-conference uh, games with you know some of the powers in the in the nation. You know we we feel like hey if we're gonna play teams you know we need some close teams but let's play some really top end teams and uh, so it gives us that option. Plus we have a great uh, conference ourselves now with. Proximity. I mean, Maine and Vermont are two longest trips, and we could do those in buses. So, yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's a good schedule, and uh, you know, we got to with Conte form, we got to kind of jockey dates a little bit because you know, four teams use Conte now. Actually, five because when football is a Saturday home game, that shuts down our options for both basketball and hockey. So we got five teams using it, and it kind of sometimes leads to you know different. You think it should be a Friday, Saturday, because of Friday, Sunday, and uh, but it's uh, the schedule is a work of progress all the time because of those that just uh, number of teams that use the Conti. But uh, I think it's a great take, boy. You get a chance to watch, you know, BC basketball, BC hockey. It's it's kind of a lot of fun for uh, Subway alumni and alumni. And coach, too. Just you mentioned it briefly before we wrap up. What can fans expect? as the team comes into next year and any tidbits you could kind of give us and how it will progress and what we should look out for going into uh, next season. You know, the summer will go by very quickly. <laughs> yeah, it does for sure. I, I think we're going to have a nice club, but I really do. Our, you know, the solid, rock solid and goal with our returning and Joe Wall and Ryan Edquist. Uh, you know, we have our <clears throat> sixth defense and back. They're all played last year, a regular. And uh, we have a seventh and Adam Samuelson, uh, Phillip's younger brother, uh, we have all our forwards back, all uh, 15 forwards. We've got four new uh, forwards coming back in. So uh, it's going to be really competitive. Uh, we'll push each other, and you know, we're going we're to have a good club. I, I like the long-range forecast right now. I, I enjoy looking at it. There you go, Coach. Do you have a fa- As you're talking, got me thinking, do you have a favorite moment as a coach of Boston College hockey looking back on your career? Yeah, my favorite moment was the next one. <laughs> the next, that next W, I uh, really like. Look forward to that. So, uh, but if I had to pick out one previous one, uh, certainly uh, that '01 championship in Albany that was uh, incredible uh, to get us started. And now, it's, what's the next championship? That's what I'm looking forward to. There you go. And last question, Coach. What you mentioned, summer. What do you do in your free time? What, what tell our listeners out there? What do you enjoy when you're not on the ice and not coaching hockey? I like to get on the golf course. I really enjoy that. Uh, I love to read uh, different books. Uh, you know, I'm reading now uh, Edward Bennett Williams.
the law. I've enjoyed that. I love, uh, you know, private detective novels. Uh, Robert Parker, I read a lot of his books. Uh, so I enjoy reading. I enjoy golf. And, uh, you know, just I don't stay away from the school too long. I I'm always over there during the summer. And, Coach, as you were speaking, you mentioned basketball. It got me thinking about one of your close friends and who was SID for me at BC Basketball as well, Dick Kelly. To wrap it up, I'd just like to give any uplifting thoughts you have for Dick Kelly. A long time. People don't know, do not know. Uh, Sports Information Director at Boston College uh, Men's Basketball. You know, one of my real close friends when I was here, uh, when he was alive at Boston College, every day would chat about uh, a variety of subjects. Uh, miss him dearly. Uh, uh, just an unbelievable uh, BC man. Well, Coach York, I thank you so much for the time. I always call you our Mr. BC, your space of the athletic program. Uh, thanks so much. I was glad to get you on the Lights, Camera, Sports podcast. And I know there'll be much success in many years ahead uh, coaching BC hockey. Thanks, Mike. Look forward to it. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! Well, thanks once again to head coach Jerry York, Boston College men's hockey. It's so great to talk to a great BC guy who has, it's obvious, he has so much love for the institution of Boston College. I'd like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you need to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. Just go to bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up and get more details. As always, thank you to Chestnut Hill Technologies and Stone Lovin' Pizza. If you'd like to join them as advertisers on this podcast, just email lightscamerasportsads at gmail.com. All right, this is Mike Galtieri. Sign up. We'll see you again next week.